Hello, this is AJ Roberts, 15-year British Forces veteran, entrepreneur, high-performance coach and loving father and husband. This podcast is for the motivated, for the inspired, for those looking to level up their lives through fitness, nutrition and their mindset. Welcome to The Best Version of You. Hello and welcome to yet another exciting episode of The Best Version of You. I'm your host as always, Mr. AJ Roberts of AJ Roberts Coaching and today I am delighted to introduce you to the lovely Candice Hickman all the way from Miami, Florida. How are you doing Candice? I'm doing wonderful, AJ. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. So guys and girls, just a bit of a brief intro into Candice Hickman. She is a personal brand coach and the producer and host of Becoming Known Productions. It's a media company anchored by both a podcast and a talk show that highlight the highs and lows along the road to recognition by sharing the stories of inspiring entrepreneurs, entertainers, and creators. Early on in her career, Candice was a TV host for WJYS, Urban Access TV in Chicago. This covered music, concerts, fashion shows, and celebrity interviews. And then in 2017, she decided to relocate to Miami, Florida, where she has launched her own coaching business, teaching entrepreneurs how to build their standout personal brand. Candice's work has been featured in the Time Out, Miami Magazine, the Fate Lifestyle Magazine, the Voyage MIA Magazine, and the popular Chicago-based video magazine, Glossed and Found. So without further ado, I'd like to hand you over to Mrs. Candice Hickman. How are you doing? All the way from sunny Miami, by the looks of it. Yeah, it's really, it's really sunny today. It's been kind of windy for the last couple of days. We've got a perfect one out here today. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. It's uh, raining as usual here in England. <laughs> I don't miss that. I lived in Chicago for six years, so I know what, all, I mean, I'm from Australia, yeah. but you can hear I lived in Chicago for six years and I just felt like I could never get warm. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, I, I, I feel you. Um, I'm hoping that we get another heat wave like we did last year. But um, I didn't mention this before. I thought I'd save it for the show. But you are, in fact, and this is a privilege, my first ever female guest. Holy! Wow, that is a privilege. It is. I've been been saying it for weeks. I was like, I need to get a lady on. I need to get a lady on. (laughs) Well, here I am. Here I am. What an honor. I'm excited to be here and bring some feminine energy up in this place. Yes. How do you live your best life, AJ? How do you live your best life without female guests on here? Honestly, I've been asking myself that for the last few weeks and been banging drums all over social media, asking for female guests to come on the show. And I was pumped when you, you, uh, when you said that you wanted to come on. So uh, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. So Candice, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you, well, how you came from relocating from Australia over to uh, the United States. Yeah, well, that was for love. <laughs> I was traveling a couple of years ago through the uh, US. In fact, my, my dad's actually African-American. He's from the deep south from Mississippi. And I came out to Australia to uh, meet my family. 
and I met a man while I was out here and a couple of months later I was on a plane back and married. Wow. <laughs> so, like that. Yeah, I mean it was a pretty fast turnaround. That's why it's a pretty fast story. Um so that's how I ended up out here in in the US. Okay. And uh while you're in Australia, uh you mentioned you were doing well, you're very much into occupational health, working with uh, people who needed a lot of help a lot of the time, sort of re-enablement mm-hmm. re- and giving people the best possible lifestyle. Um, mm-hmm. Is that did you get straight back into that when you come back over to, or when you came to America? Well, that's an interesting story and kind of how I got into personal uh, branding. Uh, I actually, when I moved to the United States, uh, my credentials didn't transfer. So anybody that's ever tried to move from another country to the United States knows that it's not the easiest uh, transition Mm. to make. And when I moved over from Australia, I kind of had to reinvent myself. Um, I, my credentials didn't transfer and for months I was kind of stuck in this place of like, what the hell am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do now? Um, and went on a little bit of a journey that includes, you know, being a little socialite running around the streets of Chicago and being a TV host, you know, flying out to LA and deciding I wanted my personal styling certification in real estate, a whole bunch of things um, until eventually I kind of settled on where I am now, which is in personal brand development. Yeah, that's superb. And uh, I was saying to you before uh, off camera that personal branding is something that none of my guests I've had on so far have really sort of delved into. Uh, they've kind of outsourced that, so to speak, to get to where they are now. So just tell us a little bit about like what you do with your personal branding, um, what, you know, the, the bulk of it really, when somebody comes to you and says like, Candice, I need some help. Um, I'm going to start out personal trainer or life coach or um, motivational speaker or something like that. What's, what's usually sort of like the generic sort of journey that they go down with you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my work in personal development, uh, personal brand development is really helping people to understand their story, uh, their style and what they have to offer. Um, and that's really the heart of the work that I do. And it's funny that I actually made the, the mistake of calling it personal development because I think I feel like in many ways that personal brand development is very similar to personal development because we have to know and understand and accept who we are, be able to give words to that, and then actually pull what's inside of us out in a way that is... Um, sellable in a marketplace essentially and so if somebody comes to me and they're kind of like well we we all have a personal brand let me just start there we all have a personal brand whether we realize it or not and the job of me is to help you to understand and to give words and to give definition to who you are as a personal brand and so what that can look like is when we first start working together firstly we define like who are you visually and how do you want to show up in the world? First impressions are everything. And so understanding what is your personal aesthetic, what are you visually attracted to? And then how do you actually bring that all together in terms of the colors that you're using, not only in your wardrobe, but also digitally. So creating visual brand guides so that you can show up in the online space with colors and fonts that are full expression of who you are. 
we dive into your story. So we, we want to understand, well, before we dive into your story, we d- dive into the story of the target audience. So the people that essentially you want to work with and the people mm-hmm. that you want to attract that you want in your audience, whether you're a musician or a life coach or an insurance agent or a doctor of advancing at the school of advancing technologies, whatever you are. Okay. We, we have to define who is actually in your audience. And so we spend a lot of time looking at that through the lens of story. So who are the individuals that we're working with? What are their desires? What are their roadblocks? What are the emotions that come up as you think about working with them? And then what is the story that you have that shows empathy? How do you relate to people? How do you connect with people? And then building the bridge between those things. You know, there's so much more that I do, but like that is kind of gives you a little bit of an idea of really what the journey looks like for people when they, when they come to work with me. Yeah, and it's it's great that you've just explained it in that manner because uh, I myself was very much like that. I needed uh, a lot of guidance. I've, I've tried over the years to like try and self-teach myself everything, uh, including I was learning as much as I could about personal branding, everything to do with what what's your colours. Uh, my colours, obviously, you can see very much red, black and white. I think it's just my personal emotional relation to Manchester United. So like uh, since I was a little kid, but... Like the colors work for me and I use them in everything and like it's, it works. Um, but you need to learn all that stuff uh, and you can't just like, jump in and go, well, I've got a logo that I've had done and uh, I'll stick it on a t-shirt and uh, hey, I'm a personal trainer, come and buy my programs. It, it just doesn't work like that, does it? So it's, mm. it's important that people really understand the, sh- the sheer magnitude of like personal branding and, and the difference it can make if you mm. don't, really dive into it and you just leave it alone think things won't happen for you um right so from from like from that perspective um mm. obviously you've taken people from their their first session with you so to speak um is it all de- all dependent on what like niche they're in or what industry they're in depending on how long they need to work with you or is it like a, you you need to work with me for at least this amount of time Um, I take most people through an eight week process. So it's not necessarily dependent upon what industry they are in. I will say that some people take longer than others. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, I can be a little bit flexible. Uh, But for me, there is a framework um, through which I teach personal branding. So it's not just a matter for me of saying, oh, I'm going to help you find your colors and fonts. Then we have to look at your offer. Like if you're trying to exist in a marketplace, you have to be selling something. And yeah. so what is your unique gift? What is your signature talk? How do we actually package that up? And it can be a, um, it, it, it is, it's an eight week process. You know, we say how, if you want to be in the, uh, if you want to be in the spotlight, you need a media kit. Um, you know, you might need a hosting reel. Um, you might need headshots. Like, what do we actually need in order to present you in the best possible light? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that you actually said something that was kind of important and so valuable when you said some, you know, people think that sometimes it's just a matter of, okay, I'm going to have this logo. Um, you know, I'm just going to show up and be like, Hey, buy from me. Um, and the thing with personal branding is that so often I'll have people and they'll come to like my Instagram or they will uh, come to my Facebook or they'll listen to me on these podcast shows and they'll have this perception of who I am as an individual. And then when they meet me in person, they'll be like, Oh my gosh, Candice, you're exactly how I imagined you because you're exactly what you look like on social social media. 
And then I don't know about you, AJ, but I've definitely met people that I have perceived them to be a certain way, maybe like incredibly confident or, you know, they've got a certain aesthetic when you see them on social media or on digital platforms and then you meet them in person and they're like nothing like that. Like they've got this personality online and then offline that's not even a thing. And the biggest problem there that I see is that they have a personal branding problem, meaning that they are trying to, they're they're expressing something that's not really them. And half the time people don't even understand who they really are. Mm. And so when you're just trying to like, Oh, I'm going to pick that because I just, you know, that, that turns me on today, then essentially you're creating something that's not actually an expression of who you are from the inside out with that lack of authenticity, it gets hard to show up in the same way consistently. And we both know that people trust brand, people trust brands that are consistent. Yeah, And 100%. so if you lack consistency, then people can't trust you. Yeah, exactly. And with that consistency, it comes with always showing up. And when you, when you go back to what you were saying before about every single person's a personal brand, the minute you the minute you set up a Facebook page, a personal profile, that's you. You're a personal brand. So, regardless of whether you have a business or not, if all you post on your personal profile is pictures of "Hey, this is my sick kid," and then you're complaining about what's on soaps and this, that, and the other, that's how people perceive you. That's your brand. Um, uh, but then going back to like you know, we see it all t- day in day out. You have influencers who. Uh, post all these pictures of the best two to three hours of their life and they perceive them everything to be so so grand and amazing and that's what's causing a lot of problems i believe in the social media world that we have at the moment where people are looking at these up to these people and going oh man i just want to be like that i just want to be like that but what they don't understand especially for people who are like bodybuilders fitness models bikini models and stuff like that and there's people hundreds of thousands of people all over the world that are just they sit there they see these photos and they're like just want to be them but they can't be like them and then it starts messing with their heads and they get the complexions and then they start trying to be people that they're not because they're trying to be somebody else who's also not being who they actually are that's the yeah. problem uh so then like you could go back to what we said about the branding they're not being them um mm. and I, i've got i've got fr- i've got friends who are fitness models that have collapsed and end up in hospital a week before they're on stage because they've literally starved themselves with carbs just to get that extra little bit ripped and wow. they, don't, they don't show that on social media they don't show that as part of their branding um so yeah what you said absolutely fantastic it's people just need to show their authentic and consistent mm-hmm. self by showing up right and let me just jump in and say this um part of having a personal brand is in the online space is being able to control the narrative. And so in some ways and in some cases, there are situations where you're not going to go out and show all the darker sides of you because maybe that isn't necessarily how you want to be perceived by the world. And that is totally fine. Um, But it is making sure that who you actually are presenting is in alignment with who you are. So it's not about showing everything and it it is about controlling the narrative. I think in some cases, um, you know, like for me, I'm, I'm try to present myself as somebody that's intelligent and somebody that, you know, is in, in media and somebody. So there's not a lot of pictures of my family, for example, on my Instagram profile. I don't talk about my husband a lot or stepkids like, and that's just because that's not, that's the, that's part of the narrative that I just don't share. Um, However, 
what I do share is very authentic to who I am. And that's the difference. Yeah. And uh, hopefully all the listeners out there will take that little nugget that you just shared there and use it in their own lives because the more people that did that, especially to other people are surrounding them on their own social medias, we'd, we'd be in a much better place, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, t- talk to us uh, a bit about your, uh, all, the, all your magazine and your TV dealings uh, so far over the last few years. Yeah. Well, so I, it's really interesting. I actually um, decided in 2013, I was sitting on my couch watching reruns of How Do I Look with Jeannie Mai. Um, I don't know if you know that show, but it's like this makeover show. And I remember sitting there and at the time, like I was no longer able to work in occupational therapy. And I remember saying to myself, it was the first time that it actually dawned on me that being a TV host was actually a job. Like people were actually doing this for a living. And so I decided that that's what I wanted to do. And so I I started uh, reaching out to different people that I knew that were in the TV industry and having meetings with people and whatnot and started actually found myself in a position where I had met a local journalist who introduced me to a, um, some producers of a show that was getting ready to launch in Chicago called Urban Access TV. Um, and I had the opportunity over the next um, about two years to work with them and also a video magazine called Glossed and Found where I was a co-host. Um, and, and it's really interesting that you bring this up because during my time actually hosting um, the TV show, I actually lacked a ton of confidence and I was buying books and um, reading articles and doing all this work and realized I had bought this book called Becoming <clears throat> Become a TV Host. It's by Marky Costello, um, who's one of the hosting giants um, in Hollywood. And I got this book and in the first kind of couple of pages of the book, it was talking about the fact that you can't be a host if you don't have a brand. And at the time I had no idea what my brand was. I was like, I don't know what I stand for. I don't know what I'm good at. I'm not an expert at anything. There's nothing that I'm obsessed with. And so I self-sabotaged over the course of the next couple of years. I, my confidence was so low that eventually I found myself moving out of the TV hosting um, industry and stopped pursuing that because I truly felt like I don't have anything that is worth talking about, um, which, which kind of brought me back into the journey, um, you know, to, to personal branding and, and everything that I learned in that process. Um, but yeah, over the course of the two years, I had some cool opportunities, you know, I, um, you know, covered fashion shows and, you know, interviewed Ice Cube and um, George Kotsiopoulos of East Fashion Police and a couple of the Chicago Bulls and Nazi Muhammad. Um, Yeah, and just had some uh, really kind of fun sway. Do you know Sway Um, on MTV? He's he's a big media personality here in the US. Uh, No, I can't say I've heard of him myself, no. Okay. He's like us. He has, he has, uh, but he's got a radio show and, um, you know, has been a Sway's universe. Um, and so, yeah. And so he's a, he's very popular and a twister. Um, so I've, so I've interviewed a a lot of, uh, really interesting people over the years and, and even now on my podcast, um, what can I say about the magazine opportunities? Like magazine, uh, like the other media opportunities I've had has literally just been from a matter of, of doing work that I love and being vocal about it. Yeah. Um, that's, that, that, that's what you need to do. It's, it's superb. So you've done that off the back of 
not having any confidence or your confidence shot from, uh, yeah. from your TV work? I didn't have, I lacked a lot of confidence and I lacked what I felt at the time lacked a lot of skills. Mm. So everything that I, everything that I am and everything that I've created at this point in my life, um, since moving to the U S in 2011, 2011 is completely with zero background, you know, in, I, I, I didn't, I don't have a marketing degree. I didn't have a branding degree. Um, I got a coaching certification, but I didn't actually have a formal education in anything that I worked in. I didn't have a journalism degree. And I don't know about you, but me growing up in Australia, I definitely felt like in order to really be qualified to do anything, I had to have a degree. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so that really got me for a long time feeling like, well, I need to have a degree um, in order to actually uh be doing this work hmm. um and that we stopped we me. found that ourselves uh, as i mentioned earlier uh when we moved, we moved to australia 2013 just seemed that everything was always about having a bit of paper or certification for something but you know we, we all know that what that that doesn't come with experience mm-hmm. yeah uh, and exactly. it doesn't matter what country you go to whether you go to the us or you come to the uk you know they talk about transferable skills and stuff like that but where does that experience come from? Yeah, I've got a nice bit of paper. Look at me to get you in the country, but mm-hmm. you might not have listened the whole way through the, the course that you've done. You've just winged it and yeah. uh, just turned up. So yeah, I, t- I totally get it, and it's 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 remarkable. And, and you only have to look at the, the biggest influence out uh, out there, the people that are doing the big shit stuff. The st- people who started from nothing, the rags to riches. Mm-hmm. None of them have got any formal education. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think that the um, the blessing of not having a degree, I think in many cases, is that you're willing to do whatever you need to do in order to make it happen. Um, you know, you're you're if you're prepared to do something that requires you to carve out a path that wasn't actually set before you. Uh, for the most part, I feel that those types of people are the ones that really want it. Yeah, massively. Um, you know, I got into my occupational therapy degree. I mean, I was I graduated high school when I was 16. Um, I was a bit of a child genius, but <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, skipped a grade and, and graduated when I was 16. I went into college by the time, university by the time I was 17. I mean, who's meant to know what they want to do with the rest of their lives by the time they're 17? No. You know, and so by the time I graduated from my occupational therapy degree, I was 21 and I was entering the workforce as an occupational therapist, helping people to rehabilitate, you know, after traumatic brain injury and working with elderly and in palliative care and all this stuff uh, at 21. And so I quite honestly probably would have stayed in there my whole life, miserable, because I was already miserable 18 months into that gig, (laughs) Uh, miserable just because that was the easy thing to do. I mean, it was easy. It was easy and it was expected to go from, there was guidance the whole way to go from school to university, to go from university into a degree. There was guidance. The, The path was carved out for me. And so it became easy. And I think that for a lot of people, that's what ends up happening. Um, and the transition to the U S was like, well, you don't have that anymore. Now you're going to have to figure something else out. Mm -hmm. Um, but that is when I really truly found my passion when I was put in a place where it was like, well, I'm not reliant on a, I'm not dependent on a degree. I can't be dependent on a degree anymore. So what am I going to do now? 
you know, and that's when, when real reinvention and, and the finding of my purpose and the realizing that I could get paid just to be me, um, you know, if I did it right, yeah. I branded myself in a way that allowed me to just get paid to do stuff that I was passionate about. Yeah. And I think that's what everyone would like to do, but it's just stepping outside that comfort zone like you did in a big, big way. People just uh, get engulfed in the, the, the what ifs rather than actually looking through the front windscreen and, and, you know, really, really honing in on themselves and just stepping out of the comfort zone like you did massively there. And it paid off uh, nine times out of 10. It does. Yeah. People are, people are just scared of taking that little bit of leap of faith, aren't they? Um, so yeah, a lot of people need the guidance, which is great. And to, what, as a result of that, is that something that you did? Did you reach out and sort of engage in any mentors or any coaches yourself to get you to where you are now? Or is it purely self-taught? Um, so I ended up, I actually got a health coaching uh, certification, which is interesting considering that that's a big part what your podcast, the podcast here is about. Um, I actually found myself competing. I was actually, I did uh, bikini. Um, oh. I was, yeah, I did that for a little while. Um, I was miserable, just FYI. Um, <laughs> <laughs> an Australian, an Australian on, on stage, um, it flaunting my body in a bikini. I was very awkward and actually came about because there was a personal trainer at the gym who my husband and I would go into the gym together and he would say to my husband, your wife's got a really good body for putting on lean muscle. Has she ever thought about competing? He was like, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's get her competing. So <laughs> I thought, oh, okay, whatever. Let, let me give it a go. Um, but yeah, so, uh, and I've completely just dropped the question now. <laughs> we've, we've complete, I've completely gone on a tangent. Um, yeah, but what, what were we talking about? Mentors, coaches. Mentors, coaches. This yeah. is the, this is the problem with me. I, I, I get, uh, I get distracted. So, so that was, so during that time, I actually, uh, decided to go into health coaching and I actually went and got my certification in health coaching, um, through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Um, and then after that, that process, yeah, I, I pretty consistently had coaches up until, um, at the beginning of 2017, actually, when I went into personal brand strategy. Um, but yeah, I've had a business coaches. I've had my, uh, one of my first coaches was a branding coach, um, I've, I've pretty consistently, and in fact, just, just took on another business coach about two months ago. So I had about a two year gap, mm. but other than that, I've, I've pretty consistently kept mentors and coaches because I think it's important, um, to hold you accountable, um, and also to, to guide you for guidance. Yeah. And coaches and mentors obviously come in many, many shapes and forms. Uh, it's one question that I've often had for every single guest that's come on uh, if they used coaches and mentors and every single one hands down every guest mm -hmm. has invested in a coach and mentor at some point because you come out on top twofold threefold on what that investment might be in those coaches and i and one of the reasons that i, I asked that is just trying to reiterate the fact to people that uh, if, mm -hmm. if you've got something you want to wait for if you want to go down a certain path in a certain industry or something like that, but you're not quite sure how to get there, making that initial investment can be the, one of the best things you can ever do. But mm -hmm. far too many people look at the cost of something rather than the return of investment. Uh, 
every, on most things. And um, oh, I dare, I yeah, dare say it. that I dare say that like if if you're questioning whether or not you are want a coach to help you get to your dreams or if you're questioning or if you want a coach and you're questioning whether or not you should make that investment uh you might not want it as bad as you thought you wanted it you know yeah, 100%. Um, because i've never once questioned any of the coaches that i hired um you know i made a thirty thousand dollar i enrolled into a program uh, that was $30,000. And at the time I was making a $15 an hour. It was more than my uh, monthly household expenses, which I don't recommend. Um, I do not, I do not recommend this at all, but it's just to say that I was 100% all in on my all business in. and was prepared to do whatever I needed to do in order to bring my dreams to life. Yeah. And that's usually the case is that people aren't prepared to go all in and that they stand literally in their own way. So You've got to go all in and you've got to get out of your own way, but pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You have to. And so obviously you've done that and you've done remarkably well. And has your podcast come on as a result of that, just so you can get your message out there to more and more people. We spoke about it before. It's just podcasts of you know, the reason why we do it is because getting these fantastic words of wisdom from people all around the world who are doing great things that have learned themselves the hard way and are just trying to you know show others podcasts yeah. is an amazing way to do that is is that one of the reasons behind you starting your own tell us tell us tell us what your podcast is called yeah so my my podcast is called the becoming known podcast uh and i like you were uh, mentioned earlier i interview um different successful entrepreneurs and entertainers and artists um about the highs and lows along the road to recognition my podcast it's interesting i actually created my podcast because there are two reasons one of the biggest motivators was the fact that i know a lot of people I know a lot of really cool, really inspiring people. And I, at the beginning of last year, I had gotten to this place where I realized that I wanted to take parts of my brand offline and I really wanted to uh, grow a brand and grow um, in the event space in Miami uh, because it was, I realized the power of connection and also the power of, the, of your network for actually building your brand. Okay, the more people that you know about, that know about you, that know about your work, the more ambassadors you have for your brand. Mm -hmm. And it's also different because you meet people in the online space. They might not be as connected to you, so they can't as powerfully go and share the message of what you're talking about. But when you meet people in person and you create in-person connections, um, that's when you're actually able to build the types of relationships and the, the type of movement that furthers your mission and furthers your brand. And people had kept saying to me, Candice, you know so many people. You know, you know all these really phenomenal, amazing people like pro, pro surfers, pro footballers. You know, you know people in publicity and branding and marketing and so many different things. There's got to be a way for you to really leverage uh, the, the collective intelligence of all the people that you're surrounded by um, and bring it together on a, on a, on a um, bring it together for the, for the good of other people. And so I thought there could be 
multiple ways for me to serve through a podcast because not only do I get to build my brand, but I also create a platform that other people can share their work. And then I also create something that is motivational to the people that actually listen to it. So that was kind of the first reason. And then the second reason, which is something that is actually, um, you know, a, a lot of people in the podcasting space, I don't think uh, maybe even think about enough is the fact that I created it because I also uh, believe in media. And I believe that what I have is, is um, it's, it's media. I believe that it's entertaining. I believe that it's motivational. And I believe that one day um, I will be able to, to make an income and do, do it as something that not only furthers my mission and, and um, is a value to my audience, but that actually puts me in a position where, where I can create a media outlet. Um, and a platform that supports other people's work and pays me to do so. That's, that, well, that's absolutely remarkable. It's fantastic. And uh, I think you hit so many nails on the head there about how, the reasons why it's so good to have a podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned earlier, like the guests that I've had one-on-one time with, uh, like in the same room interviewing them are people that are just remarkably inspiring. It's one of the reasons, what's well, the main reason I actually love doing podcasts is spending quality time whether it's through like uh, zoom or whether it's actually in person uh, doing inspirational things and just want to get their message out there to help other people or have been through real tragedy and have come out on the other side with significant triumph um spending that time with them it often put the hairs on the back of my neck and like it's just putting yourself in that space mm. and learning and just picking up all these just amazing nuggets from people and this just that energy and the vibe from being around people like that, I just want to get on. They want to do something with their life. They want to become the best version of themselves, and they want to. But they also want to see others succeed. And I, the majority of the podcast hosts I spoke to, we all, we all have this. I guess that one thing that if one person listening walks away and does something with the valuable information that they can pick up for absolutely nothing, and mm. do something to improve their life, then we're winning. Anybody yeah. who's got a podcast host, anyone who's a podcast host who yeah. has that from their podcast, in my eyes, I, I'm winning if one person goes away and implements something yeah. that they learn off my podcast and it makes them into a better person. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I think when we remember that like the work is never about us, like it's, it, it definitely changes the game. Yeah, massively. And where, so where do you see things going from now in the near future for you? Yeah, well, I've actually got some really cool opportunities coming up. And in fact, you know, for anybody that's listening that's interested in a podcast, you know, uh, one of the things that my podcast has actually done for me is that I've been asked to be a media partner um, for, you know, an upcoming summit. Um, You know, uh, so so for me, it was like this realization, like, oh, my gosh, I actually now have a media company uh, (laughs) when these people come and ask me to be a partner for their summit. Um, So that's cool. And I definitely see um, being able to provide not so much coverage, but just being able to share stories and and create such influence with the podcast that uh, we can uh, go to summits like this and and have some type of presence um, as a media company, just to be able to tell people's stories. I have upcoming, you know, opportunities 
actually in a couple of weeks here um, have a really cool opportunity with NBC. I won't say too much, but okay. um, we'll just, we'll just, uh, you know, think of me guys, think of me. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I mean, I think for me, my, my look, let's get real. <laughs> AJ, what I really want in life is I'm a personal brand strategist. I want, I want you to be able to say one day, Candice, and people know who you're talking about. <laughs> that's awesome. That's very, that's very Grant Cardone. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I went, I went to his 10X conference recently. I didn't, I didn't know that that was very Grant Cardone. Yeah, he says in his, uh, I think it's one of his books, he says the 7 billion people on the planet, he wants every, everyone to know his name. Amazing. Well, I think that, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, to me, more than anything, you know, it's about trans being, being um, a, 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 an agent of change in the lives of other people, but also being able to leave a legacy. Um, and so I think a lot of what I do is, is, is to leave a legacy and create something that is unlike anything else that, you know, we've, we've kind of experienced currently in our family and a lot of what I, and a lot of what I do, you know, we can always sit here and say that, oh, it's for everybody else that's listening, but a big part of like what drives me is being able to do something different from my family. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And likewise, everything I'm doing where I'm taking my own business and the engagements I'm getting involved in and things we're doing in the future. Uh, obviously everyone's doing different stuff and going different paths, but it's all, all deep down it's to give my family the best opportunities in life but also my kids see me doing podcasts with inspirational people and stuff like that they absorb all that you know and it reflects on them massively and I couldn't be any prouder of that like I absolutely love it uh, and long may it continue and uh, what what you're doing is absolutely superb because I'm sure you've got an army of people that are sat there who know who you are sat there looking at building a brand or looking at taking their business to the next level. They just don't know how to do it. Um, mm. But they're watching everything you're doing. So I'm hoping that your messages, your messages of influence are really getting out there to people because you're living it now. You're living proof that you can take a big leap of faith from one country to another with mm. no, no tickets of education with you and turn, right. it into, and turn it into something quite remarkable, which is exactly what you're doing now. And mm as the title of my podcast is you've literally just sat here and proved to everyone who listens that you can literally turn something upside down and really become the best version of you. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. I believe that when you have the intention to live your, your best life and to be the best version of you, um, I think that you can create anything that you want to, but it like, it starts with that intention for sure. Yeah, you, you have to want to become yes. the best version of you, of course. Yes. So uh, for, for all the listeners, where can everyone find Candice? Where, where are you hanging out? Is it Instagram, uh, YouTube, everywhere? Yeah. Uh, you can find me on my website, CandiceHickman.com. But if you want to connect with me on social media, I'm probably most active on uh, Instagram. It's Candice, is C-A-N-D-I-S, Hickman. Uh, and also for my podcast, I do have a, a group, the Becoming Known Podcast Insiders group, which is a Facebook group um, okay. that you can connect with us there as well. Oh, that's cool. And uh, guys, I will be sure to post all the notes in the show notes for the podcast and on the YouTube channel. 
So you can just click the links on there and you can touch base with Candice from wherever you are in the world because I'm sure there'll be plenty of people all around the globe once they see this that'll be interested in getting in touch with you. Candice, awesome. it's been absolutely fantastic having you on. I'm super stoked that I finally had an amazing young lady on the show to share all her pearls of wisdom. Wonderful. I mean, I am too. I, now you can really say that you're living your best life, living the best version of you. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gents, there you have it. From the start to the finish of the show, Candice has shown you exactly what you can do if you really put your mind to it. If you take a step back, you assess things, you can you look at what you want to do in the future Take that leap of faith, step a little bit outside your comfort zone, realize that every single one of you have got potential and that anyone out there can become the best version of themselves if you just apply those initial thoughts. So for me, Candice, I want to say a massive thank you for coming on today and I wish you all the very best in all your future endeavors. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Guys and girls, don't forget to just, if you love today's show, please give us a five star review. And if you want to, give us a six star review. Why not? Just make it up, just do it. Okay? It's been a pleasure having Candice. And guys and girls, please go out there and try your best to become the best version of you. I'll see you on the next show. <laughs>